the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Good day. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Much going on. The Dow Jones Industrial Average yesterday had a very good day, the best day in three months. But that just came off the worst week in four months. So, hmm, it's all a matter of perspective. Bitcoin prices continue to feel the heat. The heat is on. Little Miami Vice, little Glenn Fry is on the street. I know you're saying, I haven't thought about Miami Vice in a long time. Thanks, Rob. Bitcoin prices feel the heat, right? China's putting some crackdown pressure on crypto mining based on what they're saying is our energy concerns, that it's not green enough, and it is a country plagued by problems with coal emissions. I don't know if it's ever that simple with China. I listened to a pretty good interview with Dr. Fauci where he was interviewed for about an hour, and one of the things that he said that was interesting about China is like, we got to figure out a way to work with China to like be investigative because like we still don't know where Ebola came from. He's like, most of the stuff we figure out like a couple years down the road, but we got to figure out how to investigate with them, not against them. Because China, 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 China's got a lot of secrets, even when they're trying to keep bad secrets away from the world, they got secrets. But even when, even like good things they keep away from people. That's my Fauci impression. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'll be here. But um, what's interesting to note about it is you never really know China's intentions. So I don't really have a great feeling on crypto mining and Dogecoin. I'm not an investor. I don't need to be. Um, own no coins, don't need to. Uh, I find it speculative and I don't necessarily find it uh, wise. To me, it's almost like betting on horse four in a race. Now, horse four tends to win the first race a lot. No, he doesn't. (laughs) That's where you get into uh, problems. Speaking of problems, Jerome Powell is going to testify before Congress today. In prepared remarks, He will echo last week's press conference where he said the central bank expects inflation to fall back close to the longer term 2% target. The problem is there's sticky inflation and there's non-sticky inflation. Sticky inflation are like wage inflation. On one hand, it's great for the workers. On the other hand, it's bad for the employers. But again, don't you wish I had one hand? College, College athletes scored a big debut, a big win. A huge win in their long quest to get paid for their work on the field. Get this. The Supreme Court ruled unanimously that NCAA cannot stop colleges from compensating student athletes as long as the compensation is tied towards education. Eh. So they won't see your favorite running back receiving a full salary yet. But athletes can now receive monetary benefits like tutoring, studying abroad, academic awards, and much, much more. Uh, this seems obvious. The NCAA is one of those shadow organizations that it is a multi-billion dollar empire. 
And do you know how much they pay their employees? Zippy. If you thought slavery was cheap labor in the United States, look at the NCAA. And that is no, not a fair comparison. Because yes, there are things that are given back to the athletes like scholarships. But the amount of money the NCAA makes is egregious. And yes, they probably do a lot of charitable work and community work and other things. But it's bad news for the NCAA. It's good news for athletes. And, you know, the thing you don't know, or maybe the thing we don't think about are the athletes who play college ball and they get paralyzed, or the athletes who play college ball and they get concussions and for the rest of their lives. You, you look at the – and I come up with O.J. Simpson as my example. That's bad. You look at the Tim Tebow's of the world who the, the platform that does his career very, very well as either a motivational speaker or as a football player, baseball player, what have you. But it doesn't help many other people. It helps the top few. Now, again, then again, some things the NCAA has done great. Title IX has, has obviously helped a lot of women get scholarships to college. Um, controversial, as it may be. Um, but the NCAA, that's an interesting twist. Steven Spielberg has a deal with Netflix speeding towards the future. Companies agreed to produce two or more movies a year for the streamer, some of which could be directed by Spielberg himself. What's interesting to note there is I, I think still the big knock on Netflix is the movies are good. They're not blockbuster good. And on occasion when they get close, you're like, eh, I would like to see another $50 million spent on the actors or the other special effects. But Netflix wants more. Company plans to release 70 movies in 2021, which may seem overly ambitious. But they continue to make partnerships. And MGM goes to Amazon, and you can see the, the streaming wars are on. So we have a big Fed day. Nothing crazy going on right now. I do believe that we're in the summertime doldrums, where we may not get a lot of direction. Or we may get creepers. The EU is opening an antitrust probe of Google's use of its online display advertising technology services. The EU and the United States both have recently had two appointees that are anti-big tech. And when you get a government official going after you, uh, it can be very problematic. Yes, the big boys, the Googles, the Microsofts, the Amazons, the Netflixes, the Apples have lawyers on staff that are well paid, but you still don't want too much sunlight on you because you will eventually get burned. The continued sell-off in cryptos continues. Bitcoin's below 30,000. Wall Street Journal report that Sanderson Farms is exploring a sale. Sanderson Farms, a chicken maker. I know you're saying, do they make chickens? Uh, they kind of cut the heads off chickens. But you get the idea. Mr. Powell's prepared remarks released after yesterday's close did nothing to surprise us. So when he gets in front of Congress today, it's not going to be all that bad. Um, he continues to espouse the belief that inflation pressures are going to be temporary. Again, I wanted to talk about sticky, and I only hit on that for a second. Sticky being wages, non-sticky might be flights. Flights to Hawaii are an arm and a leg right now, and a lot of people are going, what the heck is going on? Didn't we just bail these guys out, and now they're gouging us? Yeah, that's kind of how the system works, for better or for worse. Even when you know in your heart it shouldn't. 
It's kind of like when you go, you give people stimulus checks and then the next thing out of your mouth is, why aren't they getting shots to help us get back to the economy working? We gave them checks, but that's not how it works. Let's talk about the infrastructure plan that President Joe Biden is still trying to get as far as a playbook on the road. Um, so we're going to hear a little bit more about the infrastructure stimulus program or proposal for now as the days go on. And it's expected something will happen, but that'll be more of a 10-year kind of situation, not a big stimulus shot in the arm. When you give like an $8 trillion stimulus package and it goes straight in the economy in the next three to six months versus an $8 trillion infrastructure plan where it goes into the economy over the next 10 years. So I think the, the, the swath of great news, super low interest rates and government stimulus is passed. Now we have some pretty good news, like pent-up demand, but it's not as good as the stimulus, right? So know that we're going into some times of crunching information, moving into earnings season again, but the summer doldrums can be rough. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. I've got many social media sites, all with the code Rob Black Show. Check me out on YouTube. I post a big market uh, commentary yesterday, about 20 minutes long. YouTube, Rob Black Show. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. This segment of the Rob Black Show brought to you by F9. No, it's not. But let's have fun with that anyway. It's not Fast and Furious 9. But Tinder thinks online dating is primed for change and will add video to profiles. Uh Uh-oh. Interesting statistic on websites like Tinder. 50 men, 50 women. It's 46 women chasing after four men, which leaves 46 men chasing after four women. Video profiles could make that numbers set of numbers skew even worse. Tinder announced a slate of new features coming to Match Group's largest dating app, including the option to add videos into profiles. It's also releasing an explore section. As it's taken on hot takes, the online dating industry is primed for a little bit of a change. How do you like the idea of videos instead of on top of photos? The guy... Man who hides his puffy face or the lack that he had jaw cancer with a puppy holding up in front of his mouth and he shows up on your date and you're like, uh, no. Video is a game changer. Um, more than just swiping, stop and watch five seconds of someone maybe doing a TikTok dance. Maybe that's how it starts. Maybe it goes on a full... I'm so lonely. I'm 42 years old and I haven't had babies and my mom is making fun of me. Please swipe right. It's going to get interesting. And if you don't know about Tinder, they have a massive, massive revenue stream, subscription stream. McDonald's, keeping up with the Fast and Furious theme of the segment, will launch its loyalty program starting in July nationwide. Now, it's not going to apply to delivery, but loyalty programs are a great way to retain you and getting you to come back a second time is always the toughest thing. The example that I'll give you is Pfizer's Viagra. When the drug came out, doctors prescribed it. Guys heard, wow, I can get an erection when I'm over 50. 
And what they found out was the guys came back after a long week and it's like, can I get another prescription? This, using it the second time was where the magic was in Pfizer's Viagra. Using McDonald's a second time is where the magic lies in loyalty programs. With Starbucks, they've got one of the best loyalty programs in the business. And you can pre-order with your phone and you can get loyalty points. And soon enough, you're getting free coffees. And you're like, woohoo! Loyalty programs are a big thing in the 21st century. Bitcoin sell-off is intensifying as crypto breaks below 30,000 level. It's turned negative for the year. There's a lot of negative news on regulatory issues coming out of China, potentially the United States. When the currency is used to pay ransom, it could actually be a tax deduction, believe it or not, for corporations. We're starting to figure this all out. It is a wild, wild west. I look at it as um, the gold miners. And there's an orphanage in San Anselmo where people had come out west to find gold. And they would leave their children in a city behind while they went out to get their fortunes. And most of them never came back, whether they were killed by Indians or other miners or just climate Big orphanages on the West Coast are tied towards the wild, wild West and people heading out for gold. I see some, some I see some parallels on this cycle. I know too many amateurs who are talking about Bitcoin over a game of pool where they are not professional money managers. To me, it reeks a lot of what happened after the Iraqi war where people wanted to invest in the dinar. I once worked for a radio station that when gold, when oil went up to $150 a barrel, I come into the studio and Monday morning they're like, this, the studio is the Hess Mobile One oil studio with Rob Black and your money. And then oil crashes from 150 to 70 and the sponsorship went away. Um, to me, it just feels we can underperform here and it would be normal and healthy. With that said, I expect Bitcoin to hit new highs sometimes maybe in the next three years because that's what happened last time when it fell apart. Do I think it's speculative? I do. Do I think you can own 1% to 5% of your money in it? Yes. Do I own any? No. Other stories of note, and there are plenty out there today. Goldman Sachs says value stocks were outperformed the near term, but growth stocks will take the lead by the end of 2021. I can tell you with some level of confidence that we're now in the summer months. And earnings season's coming up, and I look at a company like NVIDIA, which has huge demand for graphic processors. It has huge demand for their chips. Sold out everywhere. Their chips are used in uh, cars for autonomous driving. Their chips are used in video game consoles. Their chips are used in PC consoles for games. Uh, their chips are used in data mining for crypto, which is a weak point right now. But we have a massive reopening surge happening and we have some companies like NVIDIA that have strong earnings. So this summer, I think growth will beat value as we head into the next round of earnings. After that earnings season, maybe we'll shift back to value, which, which is kind of what we did here for a period of time. Fed officials have a surprising number of speaking gigs this week, so you're going to hear a lot from them. Jerome Powell is going to discuss the economy today on Capitol Hill. Listen to this. This is going to make you insane. Talking about the U.S. government and spending. Tucked into the $2.3 billion coronavirus relief package passed in December. 
was a requirement for the Pentagon to deliver an unclassified report on unidentified flying objects to Congress. The report is coming this Friday. So on Friday, we're going to get a big report. And any video that was shot in uh, non-video format, like if you're using optics, okay, I'm not going to go into my theory here, but there's over a billion plus phones on the planet with cameras on them. If aliens were amongst us, we would see a clear picture. We wouldn't see video footage of a jet fighter who's using night vision cameras. Just telling you. Also on Friday, F9 will supercharge the summer box office when it arrives in theaters. F9, the next Fast and Furious movie. Oddly enough, I haven't seen one through eight, so I'm probably going to skip this one. The Tour de France begins on Saturday. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Yachts and charter boats are in high demand, still selling at a premium. There's demand for experiences in our economy right now. Find me on all social media sites, whether it be Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I hate stepping on music, but I do want your feedback. As I'm launching more social media and different types of podcasts in the near future, should I strip music out of the show and go more generic? I know you're probably listening to me to make millions of dollars or get hints and tips and tricks and maybe not for music. Or maybe you do kind of like that. I'm a normal human being kind of like you. I'm not sure which way to go. You give me some insight. Instacart hired former Uber marketing exec Laura Jones to serve as the VP of brand and marketing. Instacart has a huge future in ads. You know, Google gets us when we go for best TV of 2021. They get an ad served up. Amazon does the same thing. But when you're buying stuff to get it delivered, Instacart's in a pretty good position, especially when you're trying to get your groceries delivered to. Facebook has rolled out audio features in the United States, basically Clubhouse knockoffs. Clubhouse came and went. It never established relevancy. Everyone else copied it. Tokyo Olympics has capped capacity at about 50% or 10,000 Japanese-only fans. Google is developing an alternative to a FST skin tone, which experts say is inadequate in differentiating darker skin tones when using artificial intelligence to identify people. I'm not stunned by technology in any way, shape, or form. Artificial intelligence is the one area that I would invest in for the next five years. If you could say Bitcoin or artificial intelligence, I'd say artificial intelligence. Not even close. But there's still some big problems with artificial intelligence. China shut down 90% of its Bitcoin mining operations, one of the largest crypto hubs in the country, with China being the largest crypto country in the world. A company called Airspeeder wrapped up a successful test flight of its electric flying race car. I know. Did it, you go, say that slowly, Rob. A company called Airspeeder says it had a first successful test flight of an electric flying race car. 
So think of it as a kayak with propellers. And it's the helicopter propellers, like the ones that go vertical versus right in front of the plane. If you go to YouTube and you type flying car racing is here, imagine it's a drone that looks like a kayak and it goes hella fast and it's electric. Um, it can go 62, mile, 62 miles per hour in 2.8 seconds. It's a real thing. I do say welcome to the 21st century, Mr. Rob Black, as you are now starting to see the Jetsons on some level become a reality. Now, the Jetsons kind of had this thing where they're flying around in spaceships that kind of like pushed out a little air behind them, air bubbles. This is electricity. Very exciting. Um, how expensive? Not ready for prime time. You know that and I know that, so don't even ask. If you got to ask, it's too much money. Um, I don't know if I want to talk about that one, but I'll talk about it briefly. Um, Amazon is giving away free access to their cloud gaming service, Luna, for all of its Prime members during their big sale this week. Essentially, it's the price of the Netflix subscription. You can play video games online. Testing it left everyone underwhelmed. So we're not there where consoles are going to be replaced, but we're moving there. And Amazon can wait it out. What you should be buying right now are developers who can make content that can stream online. Um, yes, there's still very good investments on the console side. But games companies like GameStop don't have much of a future if Amazon's going to be streaming from their own hub through Amazon Web Services. Physical retail has nowhere to go but down. Even though companies like GameStop and AMC have done wisely by selling shares as the company artificially picks up on hype their shares versus on fundamentals. Use that money wisely, AMC and GameStop. Use that money wisely. British TV network series found that one of the Amazon warehouses in their community was destroying millions of unsold or returned product every year. It's really a sad story that if you return stuff to Amazon, a lot of time they just shred it. It's not worth cleaning it and repackaging it and selling it. Whether it be a TV, a book, a face mask, your return sometimes goes straight into landfill. It's a problem someone needs to start thinking about solving. Just my opinion. Um, crazy amounts of money going to podcast right now. Talent agency, creative artist who I once worked with. Um, back when you're writing stories for a living, writing plays for a living, working in the television industry. Now, if you're an influencer, you can get a meeting with CAA. So the distribution rights to Smartless, a show hosted by Jason Bateman, Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, Sean Hayes, um, it's up for bids. And whoever gets it is going to pay $20 million a year for it. Same price Spotify just paid for Call Her Daddy. And there's bidding wars now on for podcasts. Is that good news or bad news? I can tell you it's bad news for ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. They seem really unprepared for the 21st century, whether it be in streaming competition versus Netflix or keeping your eyeballs on them that are now going to listening to podcasts. Speaking of which, I have a podcast out and I'm working on a brand new format. I could use your feedback if you want to go to the podcast button on your phone. Apple has one as well as Google. 
subscribe to Rob Black and your money. Start giving me feedback and I'll change the show. We started doing some changes yesterday. Some will stick. Some will be tasks. I need feedback. Elvis needs boats. Rob needs feedback. Spotify spending has forced Amazon, SiriusXM, iHeartMedia to get serious about paying for podcast rights. Amazon acquired a company called Wondery and SiriusXM acquired Stitcher and uh, 99% Invisible. Just trying to get trying to get the podcast in the in the fold. It's pretty interesting. You know what's interesting about podcasts and why would someone pay $20 million for a show that hasn't even been on, whether it be Call Her Daddy or Smart Less with Jason Bateman? You pay a premium dollar because it's not dumb advertising. You know who the person is. You know that they're willing to spend X amount of money on a phone. You know where they're listening. You know how long they're listening. You know if they've heard the commercials. People who listen to podcasts are typically very loyal to the sponsors. They're very highly educated and they make big money. I get why podcasts are a big business model for media at this point in time. If you just dismiss it as there's too many podcasts, you're right. If you dismiss it as there's not a business model there, you're wrong. A few years ago, Howard Stern went crazy just talking about how podcasts aren't real radio. I'm real radio. I worked in Detroit. I worked in Washington. I got fired in New York. I'm real radio. He could not have been more wrong. And it took people like Joe Rogan to break through the glass. Big name retailers have started to announce plans for 2021 holiday strategies, and it's interesting. The pandemic has changed our society on how we work, and the pandemic has changed society on how we shop. Walmart, Target, and Best Buy are amongst a growing list of retailers that have announced Thanksgiving Day closures. But the closures aren't just about giving their employees the day off. It's about saying, let's do more e-commerce. The holiday closures will push more consumers online for Thanksgiving and Black Friday, setting the tone for future seasons. Walmart, Target, and Best Buy still have time to tinker. Mom and pops don't. With stores being closed, consumers who would have normally gone shopping after Thanksgiving Day dinner will likely turn to online shopping to avoid missing out on promotions. The promotions, whether you buy online or in stores, will be very similar going forward. Thanksgiving Day e-commerce sales reached 4.1 billion in 2019. It's expected this year to hit 6.2 billion. Why open the stores? Why run through the cost of labor in store? The frustration from employees. Rob Black's going to miss the people actually trampling over each other and killing each other for a Walmart TV that's $50 off. I'm like, did someone really just stampede and kill someone for a TV? Uh-huh. But e-commerce is going to continue to match the value that customers get in-store, boosting the share of overall sales. Digital push will likely set off an earlier holiday season yet again. But maybe we get Thanksgiving to spend with our families, and I'm okay with that. The Nielsen family. I once was a Nielsen Raider. It's really stupid, just to let you know how diaries are kept. But Nielsen, whether your favorite sitcom gets picked up or not, it's all about ratings. They've rolled out a new metric that measures how much time is spent streaming versus watching traditional TV. They're now going to get into your household's internet traffic with your permission on your router, and they're going to figure out what you're streaming on television. Again, I, I, I don't think that bodes well for ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox. I think it bodes very well for YouTube and Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, and Disney+. Plus. 
streaming is expected to account for 33% of all TV viewing by the end of 2021. And the advertising dollars will follow where the eyeballs are. And again, that's why podcasts are doing so well, because we know it's a highly educated, loyal audience, and we know how long they're, they're there. Great article in the New York Times about the GoFundMe economy. I was a little bit shocked by it. Maybe I'll pick this back up tomorrow. But um, the amount of GoFundMe campaigns that don't get funded is shocking. The amount that are funded for wealthy people who have means for healthcare versus poor people who don't have the means for healthcare is disappointing. But GoFundMe is not as great as you think it is. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Bitcoin fell below 30,000 buckaroos for the first time since January 28th. As China expanded its crackdown on cryptocurrency, mining, and banking, and few buyers stepped in to stem the decline. Bitcoin is speculative, and it is very susceptible right now to regulation, where governments want their say, and governments want their tax money. And governments don't want a scenario where they're not getting their tax money or their say. It wouldn't take a big conspiracy theory to say, why is China doing this? At one point, China was mining 80% of the Bitcoin. Now they're down to about 65%. Now they're telling their Bitcoin miners, turn it off. Bitcoin miners are being lured to Miami, which is just a weird statement. That I probably never thought I would make in my life. Um, if you wanted to own Bitcoin, I get it. But I think it's it's what's the church of what's working now. It's a little bit of the amateur hour. But also every generation has something that they make their own. My generation made tech stocks our own. And my mom and dad or my mentors in this industry probably were screaming at me, you're going to lose it all. And that's not the case. Latest wave of excitement over cryptocurrencies brought millions of new buyers in the market. PayPal, Square, Robinhood enabled easy buying and selling. Coinbase is a publicly listed company. They're giving the industry a little bit more legitimacy. Whereas the last time, three years ago, when Bitcoin had a rise and fall, these players weren't in it. So now there's more people playing the game. Less chance of them all walking away. There's decreased activity as Bitcoin wallet addresses have declined to levels last seen 14 months ago. Ethereum transaction fees and miner revenue have dropped 85% since last month, indicating a lack of usage on the network. Crypto has followed similar patterns in the past, most notably back in 2017. After some stock exchanges started listing Bitcoin futures that created a catalyst that didn't last and Bitcoin crashed. If there's ever a government that wants to do all it can to stay in power, it's the Chinese government. 
cryptos threaten their increased controls on society? What good is a social credit score when it can be easily circumvented by crypto? Have you ever heard about China's social credit score? El Salvador convinced their people to convert their dollars into Bitcoin, and now the dollar is up, and Bitcoin is down. So El Salvador, the moment they made it legit, it collapsed, and the dollar went higher. Now, it's telling me that there's a lot of signs out there that this is messy, messy, messy. I don't remember which Christmas Carol TV show it was special, but one of the characters goes, messy, messy, messy. And I feel Bitcoin's messy right now. If you've ever watched seven-year-old kids play soccer, it's crazy out there. It's just a mess. They run towards the ball. They don't know space. They don't know positioning. But later in life, you're like, wow, this is a beautiful game. But very early on, it's a messy game. Remember Facebook had their digital currency efforts? There is a huge role for Bitcoin in the world. For the opposite of what El Salvador just did by legalizing it, some countries increase their currencies to the point of what you own is useless. For instance, when was the Iraqi war? Let's go back to George W. Bush, right? On this radio show, I'd get calls about people wanting to invest in the dinar, the Iraqi dinar. I think it was right around the time where U.S. troops were going through the presidential palace in Baghdad, and they were finding gold statues, they were finding Monet's, and they're like, whoa. And Saddam Hussein was a bad man who used his power to enrich himself, for lack of a better phrase. And a lot of people wanted to own the Iraqi dinar. I'm like, why do you want to own the Iraqi dinar? Well, at some point in time, the government's going to stabilize, and then it's going to be a great investment. And I'm like, okay, you heard that on a commercial. Now, why do you want to own the Iraqi dinar? And the answer was, I heard you can get rich from a commercial. But to me, Iraqi dinar has a similarity on some levels to Bitcoin, but not many. It's the let's look elsewhere to try to get wealthy problem that I have versus let's look at home. We live at a great time, and there's all sorts of options and ideas, and I don't think you have to go for the one that truly has no value, other than down the road, it should have value because it makes sense. The U.S. currency, the dollar goes up or down. Biden can say, let's go spend $25 trillion, and Congress would go, we don't have $25 trillion, President. And this President could say, don't we have the Treasury? Can't we just fire up the printing presses and make it? Sure, 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 sure. So every dollar that I have just got watered down by $25 trillion. That's not cool. Bitcoin has a promise. It's just, it's really, really the Wild West right now. And I'm not telling you not to do it. Go West, young man. But if you do go West, bring a shotgun along with your gold mining equipment. Because they both go hand in hand. And if you do invest in Bitcoin, you got to have diversification elsewhere. You can't just go thinking this is the Wild West. I'm going to put it. I'm going to go all in. And I hope this makes sense to you. I put up a great market commentary with an EP executive on portfolio strategy. You can find it at 
YouTube Rob Black Show. It's YouTube Rob Black Show. Like to get some eyeballs going there as we roll out new social media features in the coming weeks and months. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial.